All right. Alrighty. Well, welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob. I'm here as always with... I'm Allison. And Allison, who do we have in the studio with us today? Today we are joined by Kim Miller, the writer of the blog Sober in Vegas. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. We've been talking about this episode for months <laughs> now, so it's very exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, yeah. Should we let our listeners know a little bit about how we came across Kim? Because this is a very interesting yeah. story, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is proof. Kim, our relationship with uh, Kim is proof that social media and the uh, people that you meet on social platforms can actually lead to like really fruitful relationships. So a while back on our Instagram account, Kim here wrote to us and you were interested in the podcast and the things that we were writing about. And so she reached out and asked us for coffee and we met with this random person one day for coffee and our relationship has blossomed and now we consider you a friend of the pod and so we're so happy to finally have you on. Well and it was also funny because I think all of us were realizing that we had been at the same events mm-hmm. for months and right. didn't know who each other was. I was like who are you because we're at all the same events at the same time. And really random things like an art gallery at a library and weird things. It's yes. Like, like right. literally you were there when I was. Yeah. So no very cool. But Welcome, welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so we've got we've got a lot of ground to cover today. Um, so if we, I, I think, let's first start out and just I'd like to hear kind of about the origin of your project, Sober in Vegas. Like where where did that come from? What spurred it? How did you get to now having a blog and a, a very active social media presence? Um, well, I had moved back to Las Vegas. I grew up here. I moved away for a good amount of time probably all together um, combined over the years, like 15 years maybe, um, off and on away from Las Vegas. And I had thought about stopping drinking um, when I still lived in Chicago in December of 2014. And then um, I decided to take a month off of drinking. During that month, I got laid off from my job. (laughs) And my husband and I decided to move back to Las Vegas. And I decided that I was going to continue not drinking because I could feel a depressive spiral coming on. Mm -hmm. And it was like, either I'm going to go full force one way or the other, and I already know what the other direction looks like, and it's not good. I don't want to give into that. So I think that I have to just kind of be done with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, And for about a year, I sort of tried to do moderation, which was like maybe one beer at an event or maybe you know one beer every couple of weeks. But I ultimately found that it was so exhausting creating like rules around when I could or couldn't drink or how much I could drink or this or that, that I decided that it was going to be a lot less mental space to just say, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem that happened as an adult is it is really hard to meet people as an adult to begin with, to create friends Mm -hmm. um, in a new city. And even though I'd grown up here, most everybody that I knew had moved away So here I was trying to make friends as an adult. I was in the midst of a career transition and now I wasn't drinking. So the truth is a lot of adult activity happens in bars and that's where a lot of people meet friends. Mm -hmm. So I needed a way to meet people and creating the website and creating the social media presence was the most direct way I could Mm -hmm. meet people with the similar interests to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the origin of how I, you know, decided to stop drinking and also create the website um, so I could meet other like-minded people in Las Vegas. That's very cool. And immediately did people start reaching out to you and 
Did you start making friends that way? Um, I kind of, it was surprising. Yeah, people did start reaching out. There's um, a woman here in Las Vegas. Her name is Carly Benson. And she had actually just recently moved to Las Vegas, but she was um, a pretty big part of the sobri- online sobriety community for women. And she found me through the Instagram and instantly was like, we got to go get coffee. Like, And that was like a moment for me where I realized, okay, wow, this I'm really going to meet <laughs> real life people that have similar interests that are willing to be honest about where they're at and not um, that, that we're just willing to be open and friendly. And it has really been that way since. And for me, my sobriety was non-traditional. I didn't go through a 12 step program. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, and which I don't have a problem with those programs. I think they're awesome. I've had a lot of friends who've gone through 12 step and it's been fantastic for them. It just wasn't my route to sobriety. So that's another Mm -hmm. reason I kind of, just felt isolated um, mm-hmm. during that huge life transition. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, and going through your blog, um, there there are some themes that you borrow from uh, the twelve step program. Like you talk a lot about being present, mindfulness, mm-hmm. and taking it day by day. And uh, that's something that I can identify with. Um, I, I'm not sober, but just you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot going on in the world, and just you know, not overcomplicating things, and just appreciating what you have around you, and making the most of the moment. Yeah. So that's something that you know, st- you know, still resonated with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, honestly, the more that I talk to people, the more I find that we're all sort of recovering from something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very human (laughs) theme. Mm -hmm. And the more honest that we are about our struggles, I think the more that we find similarities um, and ways to connect and that by sharing those vulnerabilities, we heal from them. And Mm -hmm. so that's, again, like a very human yeah. theme. Sure, sure, totally, totally. Yeah. And it is it it is really I think it's very interesting to hear about kind of when you started this process, particularly then going through like a huge change in your life with losing your job and you know, I I go back to you know, and I've talked with my my therapist about this too about like post-election kind of like how some of my habits have changed. And mm-hmm. it's like then that's a I think that's a that's a huge thing about like okay, I need to be able to deal with things differently than maybe I would have dealt with them in the past and thinking about, you know, like, yeah, how do I, how do I consume alcohol and when am I consuming alcohol and like, why am I consuming alcohol? Um, and I think that's a big, it's like a big realization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that those aren't fun or easy questions to ask Mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. And a lot of people have healthy relationships with alcohol. You know, I have a lot of people in my life that I'm close with that still drink, Um, but for me, I was realizing that I would drink because I was sad. Mm -hmm. I would drink because I was happy. I would drink because I was mad. I would drink because I was bored. And it was like, there was always an excuse to drink. And it got to a point where I just wasn't feeling good anymore, but I also didn't want to stop. And I was like, what is this? Like, why do I want to continue doing something that makes me feel terrible? So then kind of through therapy, um, Mm -hmm. dealing with those issues and trying to get to the root of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and the other part of your blog and your Instagram post that uh, I appreciate and really is the reason why you reached out to us is that we do have something in common, is that we're trying to uh, curate 
events and bring people information about stuff that's not alcohol related to do in in Las Vegas and in Nevada. And there's so much about it. You're a big nature and outdoor person. You love hiking. (laughs) And so I think like that's our common ground is that we try to, um, you know, showcase the wonderful arts and culture and nature Mm. that's going on in Nevada. So I definitely appreciate that. And I learned a lot, a lot from your blog. I'm like, oh my God, like Kim found out about this or that thing going on. And, you know, I pencil it in my calendar. (laughs) Like, well, and I I feel the same with both of you. You, you both are so good about posting different kinds of events that I might not have known about. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love about the community that you're creating is it's like a mutual admiration of, um, of love for Las Vegas and cultivating Mm -hmm. a different story. Like the story in Las Vegas, there'll always be a part of it. That's, um, party town, right? but there's so much more. And I just want people that are visiting here to not feel afraid to come here, especially if they're a person mm-hmm. that's maybe not drinking for any, one of many reasons to mm-hmm. say, no, there's still so much here despite what the media says. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's, that is, I mean, it's an insanely important for the, the future of our city too, is we can't just be that party town and people need to learn about us and learn that there's other things to do and locals. I mean, like it's Mm -hmm. not, everything doesn't take place at a bar or a club or, (laughs) you know, a casino that there's plenty that go on that has nothing to do with any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So can you give us an idea of some sober activities that you like to partake in or that you recommend to tourists when they come? Yeah. My, I always recommend like if someone's coming not for business, like if they're coming for a business conference, I'll give them some recommendations that are on the strip because usually they have very limited time. Mm-hmm. Right. But if someone's coming for pleasure or just to sort of adventure seek, I always tell them to rent a car mm-hmm. um, hmm. because that gives them the flexibility, especially if they're a sober person, yeah. to not be stuck in a hotel with a bar. Right. Um, to be able to get in their car, to drive outside, to go to Red Rock, to go to Mount Charleston, to go to Valley of Fire, depending on the time of year. Those are the three places I love to recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love to recommend out going out to Lake Mead because there's so much hiking out there and like spending a day in Boulder City. You could spend mm-hmm. the whole day just like doing some cute shopping, have a nice meal, go for a nice hike. Like that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then also I, I always, always recommend the neon museum because it's such a big part of the city's history. And now they've expanded their programming. There's so many different things to do there. You know, not just a guided tour. You can do the brilliant experience that any 10 studio that has artist residencies often has events going on there, which we were at at the same time. Yes. Well, and shout out to people that used to be docents at the Neon Museum. Yes. Right? Which we both used yes, to be. Indeed. It's one of my favorite places as well. Um, so yeah, I try to recommend that. I also recommend, um, checking out local, local theater and, you know, silly enough, I also recommend people go see a magic show. Um, oh, nice. Because yeah. that's also so unique in Las Vegas. Right. We have more magic shows than anywhere. <laughs> yes. That is true. And some of them are bad. Some, their, jo- their stuff is from the 1990s <laughs> and they need to update it. So really. are we. So are we. We're from the 1980s, man, <laughs> before the wall we came were, down. We were, yeah. we were young people yes. in the 90s. True, true. All right. I won't single anybody out. But even those shows have a certain kitsch and a certain yes. beauty. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always tell people if they're going to catch a show. I love Cirque also. I mean, I love mm-hmm. all, any show that you catch in Vegas is going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What are yeah. some of your favorite activities? I spend a lot of time at the library. <laughs> nice. Okay. Which one? Um, I go to the West Sahara Library pretty often. I mm-hmm. love their art galleries. They're rotating art gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and their used bookstore is really great too. Um, you cannot beat those prices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can go in there with a dollar and walk out with all kinds of goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also go to the Whitney Library a lot, which is on the oh, east side. Okay. I like that library. Their art gallery is really great too. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. So the other reason we decided to have you on, Kim, is that the holiday season is coming up. And we're also, like, with the elections and everything, we're getting together with family members that we don't always agree with, and there's booze everywhere, (laughs) and it's just a hectic season. So we thought it'd be interesting to talk about uh, sobriety during uh, the holiday season, particularly at uh, holiday parties. How do you deal with it, and, you know, can you give our listeners some tips on how to get through it without murdering someone if yes. they are to abstain <laughs> you can abstain from alcohol and not go all Jeffrey Dahmer on people I think most sober people would agree that the holidays can be particularly difficult especially um, in early sobriety uh, if you haven't talked to your family yet about the fact that you're not drinking or your business like your business associates because most companies will have some sort of holiday gathering right. where booze is flowing so um, some of the tips that I personally uh, implore when I am headed to a party and having some anxiety is I always have an exit plan. Mm -hmm. So I drive myself. I don't carpool with anybody. Mm -hmm. I drive myself so that if I need to just walk out and not say goodbye to anybody, I can. Mm -hmm. And that gives me autonomy, flexibility. I don't feel trapped, um, which is, I think, if you're someone that also uh, suffers from anxiety, that's very helpful. That sounds very, very smart. That's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> so plan ahead, drive yourself. Um, I will also tell somebody that I trust who's attending the party as well. Mm. Um, in my early sobriety, I went to a wedding and I told the person that I was rooming with that I was sober and that I wasn't drinking. And just having that one person that I trusted mm. to just look at across the room or that I could go stand with and I knew that they weren't going to be like, let me get you a beer, let me get you a mm-hmm. drink. Um, that was really comforting. And then the other thing that I did um, was just give myself permission to to step away if I needed to. If I needed to step outside, go to the restroom, whatever, I gave myself permission to step away as much as I needed to if I was feeling overwhelmed or anxious. And then the last thing that you can do is, if you feel comfortable with this, is to bring something yourself, like bring some non-alcoholic beers like we're drinking right, right now. Yeah. Um, shout out to Wellbeing Brewing that we're drinking their Hellraiser Dark Amber. Um, yeah, and, and the marketing, delicious. like the the design on the bottle is really, really nice. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, and I could see, I mean, I really could see like, I mean, and I'm a beer fan, so like taking this to a party, you probably, if you were sitting there with this beer, no one would know yeah. that it wasn't, didn't have alcohol, wasn't, you know, like... If the label looks like a craft beer label because it is and yeah people wouldn't know you put that in the cooler with everything else and people aren't gonna know right yeah if you want if you don't want people to know it's gonna it'd be really exactly. easy for that. yeah yep and the other thing I had a couple things I wanted to actually add in also about yeah. for people who are hosting a holiday party how mm-hmm. to be an inclusive host is that okay to, sure to totally yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah please um, we're all about being inclusive yeah. <laughs> because if if you are throwing a party and you're thinking 
you may not know who's coming to your party, who's abstaining from drinking. And there's a lot of reasons why somebody might not be drinking that evening. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the tips that I tell people who have asked me, how do I be more friendly towards my sober friends or towards my non-drinking friends? um, The first thing is have good alternatives, Mm -hmm. not just a Diet Coke. And yeah, like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. And jerk come in. (laughs) Let me get him seltzer water. (laughs) So have a nice alternative. And then, um, one thing that I also will offer is to put the non-alcoholic beverage as well as the alcoholic beverage in the same glasses mm-hmm. so that right. if you have red cups at the party, don't make the sober person put their drink in some, like just have a water bottle because that, again, if they are someone who ha- isn't yet talking about it, mm-hmm. that just is an instant call out. And then everyone all night is going to be asking them, why aren't you drinking? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then when you offer drinks to a guest, include the non-alcoholic option in the things that you're offering. Hey, can I get you sure. a beer? We've also got a nice mocktail over here. You know, include mm-hmm. it as one of the normal options when somebody walks in the door so that they don't have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final thing I would say is when someone uh, maybe chooses that option, don't ask them what's wrong. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's it's so built in our culture that something may be wrong when they're not drinking that I don't think people do it to be mean. I think it's it really is from a place of like, is everything okay? But I think that when you do that, um, it creates more stigma around it. So mm-hmm. rather than saying, oh, yeah, you want a non-alcoholic beer? Like, is everything okay? It's like, awesome, mm-hmm. let me get you one. Like, right. that is a much uh, more supportive response, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and speaking of which... Um, you actually made a great uh, mocktail for us today. If you want to talk about what <laughs> yeah. it was that you made and how easy it was, like uh-huh. that it, it wouldn't, I mean, as a host, it's not going to take a lot You don't have to work. take an extra stop. Yeah. Right. So I try to put a couple things together that would be easy for someone to pick up at Walgreens or CVS if that's where they're getting some beer for the night for their, their gathering. Um, I just got some cranberry juice, some orange LaCroix. Uh, we put that over ice and then we added some slices of oranges and... I think you guys oh enjoyed gosh, it. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and uh, they weren't just normal oranges. Oh, that's it right. was blood orange and the cranberry juice was cranberry and black cherry yes. and lightly sweetened, might I yes. add. So it was, yeah. uh, no, I really, well, I'm not drinking it now, um, but it, it was really delicious. I really appreciated it. And again, glassware is very important. Yeah. Like just serving it as you would in old fashioned or whatever the heck. Yeah. And just not making people feel excluded, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. just helping people to feel like their choice is just as valid as anything else would be. Right. Yeah. This actually, so um, I'm getting ready to host my brother and sister-in-law's baby shower and I'm going to bring this, like a drink like this, because it's perfect. It's going to be like, and I and my sister-in-law will be able to drink it and that will be really nice for her. Yes. Um, And it will, you know, it's something very, because it's right around the holidays, so it'll be a nice festive holiday drink. um, that everyone can enjoy. So I'm Mm -hmm. very, I'm very excited about that. I was thinking about that. I was drinking. I was like, Oh my gosh, this would be so easy to bring and everyone will like it. What are you serving yeah. as food? I'd like to pair it nicely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we are serving very fancy Jason's Deli. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it is a lunchtime baby shower. So, okay. So it's lunchtime food. Okay. Yeah. Maybe and unfortunately, a, a I don't root beer. live. I don't live in Denver, so I am. I'm kind of coming in as the. Oh, okay. As coordinating some of the other aspects, like the drinks, the beverages. Oh, gotcha, nice. gotcha. Yeah. 
So speaking of drinks, um, we were talking earlier about you, you've been to local bars mm-hmm. and some make great mocktails, um, have made mocktails for you in the past. Can you share about some of those experiences and, you know, give a shout out to the cool establishments that go above and beyond <laughs> to try to serve uh, the sober community as well? Yep. Um, I'll say that Bobby Franks did a really, really nice interview for the website mm-hmm. um, and he works at uh, Downtown Cocktail Room and Mike Morley's Sippin'. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, the Named other... after a local attorney who had, al- <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I don't know if he had, I won't say if he had problems. I don't know. I'm sorry, Mike Mori. He's dead now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> sorry, Alice. <as> well. yeah. <laughs> um, and the other place I had a great experience was Hex Kitchen, which is inside of the Paris. The oh, bartender had actually oh. never had uh, somebody ask for a non-alcoholic version. Which seems incredible to me, no? I don't know. What I mean, heck? I don't know if it just that hadn't happened at that point, but he was really awesome. He put together some really nice like craft non-alcoholic beverages for my friend and I and it was wonderful so big shout out to Hex yeah I would think again we were talking about this I would think it it would be a very nice challenge to local bartenders I was sharing that one of the best mocktails I've ever had in the city is at Herbs and Rye which is Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's a classic bar you know they they pride themselves on their prohibition style cocktails etc but like the guy came out you know he made this wonderful drink with like basil and cute like it was like a you know it was the it was everything except the gin, right? Yeah. So it had cucumber and basil in it. And it was really quite delicious. So it's good to hear that there are some options. We should do some sort of like bar hopping where we just do mocktails. Yes. Wouldn't that be good? I would love oh, to do that. Maybe idea. sometime next year we can put all yeah. that together. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be really cool. That would be <laughs> really cool. Joint Sober in Vegas Wild and Free like events oh, with that would be a dream. listeners and readers. I actually think that's a thing because there are vegan yeah. tours, yeah. right? I know. Oh, no, we totally talk. need to do this. And yep. I think we're the perfect people because i got the culinary background oh, yeah. so i think that would be really cool let's do a whole paired dinner with <laughs> mocktails yes an interesting challenge that would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> putting it out there restaurateurs if you want to <laughs> you know cater to the foodie and uh sober communities yes. you know touch base <laughs> right. with us yes definitely right yeah well, can you share um some local sober resources in town for our listeners yes so the foundation for recovery um is a great place to start mm-hmm. if um people are looking for for resources in terms of treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yoga Haven Las Vegas offers free yoga for people in recovery um, through the end of the year, I believe. Um, You can check them out. They have a website and Instagram that gives information about the yoga services that they offer. Mm, I'm going to do that. And then um, there's uh, the Recovery Political Action Committee. Um, They also have partnered with Foundation for Recovery. So those are a couple of really great local resources. Oh, that's really cool. Very cool. Well, and you should share about the Blazing Paddles thing that you organized recently and that I part, uh, that I joined <laughs> in on. That was really cool. Yeah, so that was an event um, that we did uh, back in October, and it was an outdoor excursion for folks that are either sober, not drinking, or sober allies. And I'm actually planning an event for this February. I'm partnering oh, cool. with two other sober creatives, um, Lisa, the sober hipster um, out of Orlando, and then oh. Sands Bar, um, which is a sober pop-up that happens in Austin. Um, everyone, they're going to be cool. coming here and we're doing like a threefold oh, cool. creatives event that's open to everybody. It's just a night of programming for that's not going to have alcohol. Wow. So we're working on a venue right now. It hasn't been finalized, but it's going to be February 23rd. Oh, cool. Oh, excellent. Mark it on your calendars. <laughs> yeah. That's very awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right, I'll take note of that. <laughs> So, um, so we wanted to also highlight, uh, you know, and we, we both 
got to see you. You recently had an art show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we don't want to forget about that. Your your other creative ventures. So if you want to talk a little bit about the, the art show you recently had and uh, if there's anything you're working on now that's, that's kind of oh, art related yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the art show I had was called Analog Dialogue. It was at the Winchester Cultural Center um, through the month of September. And it was... Uh, all of the it was collage and watercolor mixed medias that were inspired by unsent letters. Mm-hmm. So I'd sent out a call to friends and family of the to asking for the first line of a letter that they'd been meaning to send somebody, but hadn't had the courage or the time to um, write to them. And each of the collages that I created were the first lines of these letters, and then they were available for free to people as long as they would send them to somebody else with a letter Mm. that they'd been meaning to send. So that was a really powerful experience. I got some very, very um, moving emails from people about who they wanted to send those collages to. Oh, I imagine. So they've been sent out. um, Oh, cool. And the next project I'm working on is going to be a free uh, 2019 calendar. I saw it. I'm really excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll be available for download, hopefully, in December. So you can download your 2019 calendar. This will be our official (laughs) calendar. Calendar in the den of descent. Yes, (laughs) yeah, because we like artist uh, calendars. Mm -hmm. Oh, very cool, very cool. So yeah, that's the next art project. (laughs) Excellent. Well, that is very awesome. Thank you so much. And I had wondered because I've seen it on your your Instagram, like the different pages. I was like, oh, this is this is very very cool. Yeah. Who does the your website? You have really cool graphics and stuff going on there, videos and things. Oh, I do my website. You do an awesome <laughs> job. You do Thanks. really awesome. Yeah, there's yeah. one of these beer bottles that appear oh, yeah, and reappear. I made that. You gotta teach. Wow. <laughs> you gotta teach one of us, not me, how to do that. I like that. Yeah, there's um, a stop motion uh, app that you can get where you can oh, okay. put photos together to create a GIF. So oh, yeah, sweet. so I do all that, and yeah. then the artwork. I do want to give a shout out to Mary Felker who designed the Sober in Vegas logo. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah, yes. which is a, She's a, a very, very cool logo, and we now are yeah. proud owners of stickers, and I'm very excited. Yes, about I love stickers. So. <laughs> very cool, very yeah. cool. Well, thank you again, Kim, for coming on. And how do you sign off on your on your blog? Uh, keep sobering, is it? Oh, I think I always say uh, thanks for reading and so and happy sobering. <laughs> I like that. I like it. We do have to ask him the questions that we ask. Uh, yes. every Everyone in this on yes. this podcast. Go for it. Kim, what was your first CD that you purchased? Oh, it's so embarrassing. No, it's not. Yes, because... it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, 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 very Christian when I was in okay. junior high. Oh. And I bought uh, the CD by DC Talk called Jesus Freak. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I have owned that CD as well, so it's it's okay. okay. Then yeah. we may need to have a little talk yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I know you already mentioned some of your favorite places to have uh, mocktails in town. Mm-hmm. Where are your favorite restaurants? Um, I love Pin Cow Thai, which is on the northwest oh, side. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah on Lake Mead. Oh my goodness, I love it. <laughs> what do you What do you order there? Um, I I try all different kinds of things on their menu. They just have a great menu. I will try anything that they offer. <laughs> They're okay. delicious. Okay. Very adventurous. I haven't been to Pink Cow in forever. Yeah, it's they used to be big. my number one Thai spot, <laughs> and then they closed the one by my house. Oh. So now I I haven't been there in years, and I think this is the first Thai food recommendation we've had. Maybe I think well we've talked about Lotus. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but yum, I, but yeah. I think that this is the first non-Lotus discussion of Thai food we've had, which think, is amazing. Yeah, I think Astrid did mention a place. But we have good oh, Thai. She, and have, actually, Erica did too. So yeah. that we are lying. Yes. Well, you are. <laughs> Speaking out of turn. Yes. Well, we should go We should go there uh, soon. Yeah. We should go check it out. Most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Kim. This was awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy that we... we Finally, we're able to sit down and actually have this conversation on air. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. Where can where can people reach you? What oh, are, yes. Soberinvegas.com is the website, and Instagram is at Soberinvegas. Cool, cool, cool. And if uh, listeners, if you happen to catch her out in public at a local library or community <laughs> center or park, do approach her. She's really, really awesome, and... Um, yeah, she's a really great friend, so we're very happy <laughs> yeah. to have connected with you. Thank you both so much. Thank you all. <laughs> of course. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Allison, uh, who do we have today with us as the Wild and Free team, as always? As always, we have our producer, Jose Sotelo. <laughs> we have research assistants and fact-checking by Ashley Pacheco. Yep, creative design by Bertita Gutierrez. And, of course, we have the dog in the den of descent, although Ooh. she's not here presently. No. Uh, but a uh, raven. Rumor has it she has pink eye. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I told her not to come in. Yeah, we're staying away. And as always, we're your charming and comedic <laughs> and woke co-hosts, Allison and Jacob. Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs>